First and foremost, let's take a big deep breath in here. And release. If you're anything like me, you hold on to stress in your body. And I intuitively felt that we needed a deep breath. On our healing journey, we will get to new healed spaces where we feel more empowered to say yes to the things that mean more to us than our ego or our wounds. And this is my very lesson here in this moment. You are tuned in to Strengthen the Soul podcast, a safe place for learning and growing. I am here to help you navigate through life's greatest challenges. I am Katie, your host, a licensed therapist, Holy Fire Reiki master, life coach for healing and life transformations, a healer who's healed herself, and I am here to help you strengthen your soul. We are all beautiful souls in this life. We are healing, we are evolving, and we are loving. My mission is to bring awareness to all things wellness, mind, body, and soul, provide motivation and information, and discuss all things mental health and spirituality. Thank you for listening. Hello, Strength of the Soul family. Welcome to another episode of the Strength of the Soul podcast. I'm so excited to talk to you this week because there are so many shifts and changes happening in my life that I know I can reflect back and it will be like this amazing opportunity to talk about something important. And one very important thing that I wanted to talk about is the fact that in the last like year, I have been proposed many opportunities that I have only dreamt about, okay? And I have said no. I have said no. And it took me a really long time to say no. And I want to talk about the power of saying no is ultimately saying yes to yourself. And if you struggle with this, this is going to help you. So the first example that I want to give you is where I didn't learn my lesson. Now, if you've been following the podcast, you know that I quit my job over a year ago because I was suffering with major, major, major burnout. And it wasn't the kind of burnout that you get from just overworking yourself. It was the kind of burnout that you get from being just so emotionally, physically, spiritually, mentally drained. And, you know, it's taken me a really long time to recover from that. I'm still actively working on it to this day where I have trouble really being fully active. I have trouble like just living a healthy lifestyle because my energy is very much still in fight or flight survival mode. So, My nervous system was completely shot. My acne on my face was literally telling the craziest story of how dysregulated my body really is and my hormones, my stress, everything. 
And I finally got to the point where my intuition was screaming at me, you have to make a choice. You are either going to choose to live a slower life that is filled with freedom and love and and just choice, your own choices. Or you're going to keep going at the rate that you're going and something bad is going to happen. Like, I, tr- th- this is what made me make the decision is I said to myself, in six months, if I continue living this way, I don't know if I will literally be alive. <laughs> like, and I didn't mean like I felt like I was, you know, going to, uh, you know, not be alive in some way. I felt like there was no way to keep living like that that something bad was going to happen, like, to me, my body, something. I was going to have a mental breakdown. Like, I I truly didn't feel like I was going to be living a full life because I I wasn't even at the time. So, with all of that said, um, I really made a promise to myself that I will never go back to that place where I felt trapped. I felt stuck. I felt hopeless. I felt exhausted. And so let's just say maybe nine, eight, nine months goes by. And I've solely just been working in both of my own businesses, building up my businesses, writing my books nurturing my mind, body, soul, recovering. And my past consisted of working multiple jobs at once. Just a brief insight into my story is that when I graduated with my with my bachelor's in my early 20s, I immediately got a full-time job, entry-level position, paid 40 grand a year. I was using my skills as a new social worker. And then after a year or so, I decided to go back and get my master's. Was full-time in school, working full-time. And then I also had to do an internship with that master's program. So I was seeing some clients on the side for that. And then after I graduated... I knew it was time for me to get a position using my clinical skills that I gained in my master's program. And so then I got a part-time job as a child and family therapist. So I was working a full-time job and a part-time job, working 60 hours a week, plus my business, Service Matters Northeast, my event planning business, on the side, on the weekends. And... It was just like so overwhelming, but at that time it kept me going, you know, it was what I needed to do for myself. And I was also in a very toxic relationship at that time. So it was a mess. My life was a mess at that time. (laughs) Um, But right from there, my life changed for the better. I transitioned into one full-time therapy job, a therapy 
therapist for children and families out of a school district. It was the best. I quit both of the jobs. I ended the toxic relationship and then I I started a whole new, beautiful, amazing chapter of my life. And then I met my um, last partner that I was with. I met him Um, well, we had already known each other. If you know that story, you know that story, (laughs) but we had already known each other and, um, for a few years at that time, but we decided to like start a relationship together. Um, and then about eight months after that, he passed away and that was just the icing on the burnout cake for me. And I really just, my life has never been the same after that. It really hasn't. (laughs) because, oh, I could just get emotional because I know how my life really did change after that. Not even speaking about the grief and the pain of like losing him, but just the weight that I carry around in my heart and soul, like in my mind since then. Um, just the anguish inside of me, the stress inside of me, the emotions inside inside of me, the exhaustion inside of me. So not only did that open up a place for me of like true suffering, it also just opened up so much of my other emotions that I had just stuffed inside of me. Like from my childhood trauma, my previous relationship. And not that I had any previous, uh, or I didn't have any feelings for my previous relationship, but just the hurt, like, or just the trauma of it, you know, um, not feeling loved, not feeling validated. Like when he left, I felt like, oh my God, who's going to love me? Like all these things, you know? Um, but that is for another episode, another time, another day. Um, the whole point of me giving you this background is just to paint a picture for you of like where I was when I ended up quitting my job. Um, and I hope that my story just helps you in some way always. So, you know, that just gives you a picture of like where I was mentally, emotionally, physically. And after the first year, um, post his passing, that was just the worst, um, I don't even remember that year, to be honest. The second year is when the pandemic hit. And that is when I was honestly able to find some sort of peace inside of me, some sort of healing that really started. And in the first year, like, of course, I was in therapy. I went to grief group. Like, I really did get a lot of support. Um, My family, my friends, my coworkers, like, everybody in my life was just very amazing. So, you know, I definitely had a lot of support, but there were so many hidden pains that I, you know, was experiencing. The one thing that I'll tell you about grief that a lot of people don't talk about is that no matter what your experience is, you're going to feel so alone because after the initial shock of it, when people are there for you, life goes on. And of course, like people are going to check in on you and say like, Hey, how are you doing? But most of the time they don't. And you know, it's not because people don't care. I know that everybody in my life or in your life, you know, they do care. It's just that life goes on and it's not the focal point of everybody's life anymore. Um, 
And for someone to be very mindful and emotionally in tune, you know, not everybody is like that. So there are parts on your grief journey where you will feel so alone. Also too, not because of people checking in or not checking in on you. It's also because 10 people can go through the same type of loss and feel that loss uniquely to themselves and different. Every situation is different. Every feeling is different. Every perception is different. So you yourself are going to go through that inside of yourself with yourself only. It's with you. It's your relationship to yourself that you have that experience. So, but, you know, going to grief group was amazing because there was like three or four of us in there at a time and we all had lost someone different. The relationship was different. One was a grandparent, a parent, a partner, and we all, like what helped me a lot was knowing that the some of the same things that I felt they said. And it was just crazy to take what I was feeling inside of myself and hear someone else say it out loud. It was really beneficial to me. So I highly recommend that um, on your healing journey. Um, you know, I was really lucky to have stumbled upon that at that time. So kind of segueing into what I really wanted to um, parallel that with, with what's going on right now in my life is I was approached by somebody that I used to work with. During my time that I was working like a, a mad woman, I was always looking for other opportunities to make money and expand my knowledge. So I took on this job working with the elderly, doing therapy with the elderly in the city. And then I also at one point took on a contractual job doing um, positive behavioral strategy with people who have traumatic brain injuries. They both were amazing learning opportunities and a good way to make money contractually. Was it my dream? No. I didn't have so much passion in that. It felt more like of something I needed to do. So I completely became burnt out with adding those things on into my life. Um, so those jobs did not last post a year. Um, but when I finally quit um, the, the TBI job, I said to myself too, like, you have to focus on your business and yourself. I was approached by someone who was in the agency of that job and he started his own agency. Approached me recently. I was so honored by that. I was so like intrigued by it. I wanted to be a part of it. And I couldn't say no. So in that moment, I neglected myself, my boundaries. I knew it wasn't the right thing for me, but I made every excuse to be like, I can do it. I can handle this. 
Also, I could use the extra money. And let me tell you guys, money isn't everything. When you are in survival mode, you feel like, yes, this is going to keep me afloat. But at the end of the day, emotionally and for our healing journey, it is not healthy. So I spent four months, the last four months working that job in agony and stress. It's a new company. Let me give them grace. But it was very disorganized. They threw me in without really kind of telling me this is what you have to do. And I also didn't really ask for help because that's not who I am. I don't, that's like a wound. That's like, um, I don't really like to ask for help. Um, so I finally came to the conclusion when enough was enough, when finally, like I had to complete this huge assessment that I wasn't given proper instruction for. And It was so, it was during one of the most stressful weeks of my life. I was planning weddings for my event planning company. I was planning my book launch party. I was running around doing X, Y, Z. And they were like, you need to get this in. You need to get this in. You need to get this in. Meanwhile, I didn't even spend enough time with that particular client to write up a full assessment. I pushed through, I did what I could, and then I ultimately was like, I need to get out of this. I need to get out of this. And guys, this was a huge lesson for me. I needed to sit down with myself and say, your ego was driving the bus when you said yes to this job because you thought that it would be a good thing because you were chosen. And that's one of my wounds. That is one of my wounds. I never felt important chosen. So when I do feel that way, that superseded everything in my life that was healthy for me. So, and like I always say, lessons repeat themselves until they are learned. And boy, did I learn this lesson because the stress was enough for me to just never do that again. Um, I felt trapped again. I felt stuck. I felt like it wasn't even worth it because I wasn't even getting paid the right way. They weren't paying me to do paperwork and assessments and all that stuff, which is not fair. And that is exactly why I left the field to begin with. Because a lot of jobs in the social work field, you get paid per client hour and they they weave in your fee to compensate for everything that you do on the job transportation paperwork meetings all of that stuff and I just couldn't live that way anymore like if I saw five clients I only got paid for five hours like absolutely not when I'm working 10 hours so no no, 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 no. And also, I just needed to honor myself. I needed to honor myself. So let me tell you about situation number two, okay? Recently, one of my beautiful friends, 
reached out to me and she, and I'm not going to say give any details here because they're working on a project that they wanted me to, it was a group of girls that I love so dearly. They wanted me to be a part of something that they are cultivating together. It was a dream, an absolute dream. You're coming to me telling me that I would be the perfect fit to join you. You're stroking my ego. And I'm not saying that 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 was their intention. I'm saying that in my healing journey, again, chosen, being important, feeling important, feeling valued. There you go. Stroking my ego where, oh my God, you're right. I am good, a good fit for this. Like this could be amazing. This sounds great. I would love to be a part of this. Yada, yada, yada. And in the back of my mind, I'm feeling resistance. I'm feeling stressed. I'm feeling like I don't want to do this. Actually, I don't want to do this. It's hard to make a decision when you have some heartstrings involved, right? Like part of my heartstrings in every single situation that I've been in wanting to do this. Did I want to stay in my nine to five job doing therapy with children in my dream job? Absolutely. Absolutely. Was the stress too much for me? Yeah. Did I want to be a part of that company that my old coworker just formed and I was a pivotal part of that company and I could have worked up to that point of being like a big part of that company with them? Yeah, of course. Was it easy money? Yeah. Was it beyond stressful for me? Yes. Did I want to do this new project with these ladies who I love? Yes. And all of them caused me stress. All of them created resistance inside of my body and in my life. All of those things put barriers on my own expansion in my business. Every single day that I am focusing on myself and working on my business, I get 12 new downloads, messages, ideas on how to grow my business, on what to do in my business, on how I need to rework my business. My business is calling me forward to nurture it more instead of looking to all these other outside sources to make money or grow in that way. And I'm not saying you can't do multiple things at once because let me tell you, I literally have two different businesses that do totally different things and I love it. Love it, love it, love it. But they're mine. They're mine. They're my projects to grow. They're my businesses to nurture. And I sat with myself yesterday and I made a difficult decision. And I said, I'm going to make the decision to tell you guys no that I cannot do this group with you, this project. I have to decline it with sadness, of course. And I am so proud of myself for saying no to something and ultimately saying yes to myself. On our healing journey, we will get to new healed spaces where we feel more empowered 
to say yes to the things that mean more to us than our ego or our wounds. And this is my very lesson here in this moment. And I want you to think about how healing the ego aligns you closer to your soul's purpose in this life. And every time that you say yes to yourself, you are getting closer to your authentic self and you are aligning more into your best self. So I want you to remember that every time that you feel like it's really hard for you to say no to something else or to someone else and ultimately say yes to yourself, remember that behind that experience is so much empowerment and positive change that your life is about to witness. So I'm going to leave you with this. I want you to take a hard look at your life and get clear on the things that are not really aligning with where you want to go and how you want to feel. Because when we feel extremely burnt out, stressed out, it's hard to create the life that we want from that energy, from that place. And it really takes setting healthy boundaries with ourselves, even the decisions that we're making. Think about the decisions that you are making every single day. Are they aligned with how you want to feel, where you want to go, what you want to do with your life? And what decision can help change your life? If you are stuck wondering how to change your life, it's in the present moment. 